Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's time to hit the field with Extra Point, featuring Kayla Mortallaro and Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060. Tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060 or give us a call at 602-260-1060. The snap is back. The hold is down. You can't miss with this combination. And the Extra Point is good. Friday, April 21st, it's hour number two of Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060, online at kdos1060.com, and with the KDOS 1060 app, powered by Superbook Sports. It's a Friday spread, Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits Day. That means a $100 gift certificate available to you. Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits, located 2390 North Alma School Road in Chandler. Weekend specials for the crew. Certified Angus beef choice strip steaks at $4 a pound off. Prime pork butts at $2.99 a pound. And what we have found uh, pleases both Bob and I here is the oven-ready chicken parmesan at $7.99 a pound. And we're starting to approach lunchtime, so getting a little hungry. (laughs) That chicken parmesan sounds good. Uh, but yeah. certainly you can uh, visit them, 2390 North Almost School Road in Chandler. That $100 gift certificate still to come. Let's reset the scene with today's poll questions, and we'll start with the KDOS1060.com poll question. With the Suns beating the Clippers, taking a 2-1 series lead, they get back on the court in L.A. Saturday afternoon. Should the Suns win on Saturday afternoon if Kawhi Leonard returns, even if Kawhi Leonard returns? Masses are out in front. 63% of the vote is on the yes side of things. No sitting at 37%. Yeah, I think one thing uh, that if people didn't realize before, they should realize now is that um, the Suns is currently constructed. They're not good defensively. And uh, I don't think it's going to hurt this series because I expect, uh, you know, as I mentioned in the last segment, I think the Suns are, they shouldn't lose any more games in this series, even if Leonard plays. But you can't be allowing 60% shooting and 74 points in one half to a team that doesn't have its two best players last night, and that's what the Suns did. And uh, I think the the Clippers, if they didn't win last night, you know, even with Leonard coming back, I think that that was a, a real missed opportunity for them because it's hard to imagine that Powell and, and Westbrook are going to be that good again in the same game. We'll answer this question around 11.30 today. Flipping this on over to Twitter at KDUS AM 1060. Do the Diamondbacks bounce back and win tonight with Zach Allen on the mound? Yes, leading the way at 71.4%. No trailing at 28.6%. Zach Allen obviously had a pretty good start and a pretty good uh, start to the month of April as well. Yeah, tremendous last week. Uh, Two shutout performances was the National League Pitcher of the Week. Uh, and uh, was you know, dominant in those two games last week. His numbers were insane. Very similar uh, to when he had the consecutive innings streak going last year. I guess was he got like 15 or something scoreless innings going now. Uh, I would assume uh, th- this would seem to be the Diamondbacks' best chance to win a game this weekend just based on the pitching matchups. Uh, Lugo's fine, but uh, you get uh, Musgrove tomorrow night making his season debut. Maybe that's a opportunity for the Diamondbacks too because you know Musgrove hasn't pitched in a regular season game he got hurt in spring training but uh 
If the Padres are getting healthier, maybe they t- it's going to take Musgrove and Tatis a little time to get going. And uh, by the time that they get going, they'll be out of town. So that that's maybe the best thing for the Diamondbacks going for them this weekend. Yesterday, obviously, not a good game, not a good day for the Diamondbacks. They lose the game, and you know Ryan Nelson really didn't give them much of a chance to you know, to win the game. Quite frankly, as a starting pitcher, and then the fact that uh, you know, the Padres win and the Dodgers win at Wrigley against uh, against the Cubs. So not the best day so far for the Diamondbacks this year. Who most days for the Diamondbacks and. Uh, the first part of the first three weeks of the season were pretty good. We'll answer that question as well around 1130. Still time for you to cast your vote over on Twitter at KDOS AM 1060. Let's look ahead to the NBA playoff games that are slated for today. And we'll start with the Celtics and the Hawks. The Celtics minus five and a half. Hawks plus five and a half. Numbers coming to you from the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It gets started at 4 p.m. today. The Celtics do lead this series to nothing. First, before I go into the game, Malcolm Brogdon was named the sixth man of the year he averaged 14.9 points per game 4.2 rebounds 3.7 assists he shot 48 percent from the floor and 44 percent from three first time for him coming off of the bench he's always been a starter but fit really well in with the celtics this season and he's tremendous defensive player too so you know those not uh, you know those numbers offensively are accurate and he's really efficient at the offensive end and I loved, I've loved Brogdon since he was at Virginia. I talked him up when, you know, I don't think a lot of people were talking him up, quite frankly, at that point. He's a really good player. As we've learned since then, he's a really good human being. <laughs> and uh, I did see you know, he had to accept, he was actually in Atlanta yesterday because they're playing in Atlanta tonight. And he was actually there uh, yesterday when they announced that he was the, uh, the winner during the TNT pregame show, I guess it is, uh, yesterday. So he was just like walked out and said, hi there. And then they gave him his trophy, the John Havlicek award now, uh, for the sixth man. And for you old timers, uh, John Havlicek, uh, from the Ohio state university, my mom's favorite basketball player ever. Uh, from back in the day when Ohio State actually was a basketball powerhouse back uh, in the early 60s. And they won a national championship when he was there with Jerry Lucas and others. But, uh, you know, they had the the trophy. And uh, I like the fact that they seriously, I do like the fact that they're naming these awards now after great players. You know, they have uh, the uh, you know, Clutch Player Awards, the Jerry West Award, and so forth. So good idea by the NBA to do that. Uh, So back to the game here. The Celtics are holding the Hawks to 100.5 points per 100 possessions, and the Hawks are shooting just 40.7% and 27.3% from three. Uh, So certainly I think we've talked about just kind of one, the talent disparity between these two rosters, some of the effort and energy disparity right now. Uh, In addition to that, the Trey Young factor. Yeah, I think it's just talent-wise, I don't really think there's that big a disparity, quite frankly, because I think the Hawks have a lot of talented players. Uh, you know, the fact that the energy thing—that's a whole different deal. Uh, I mean, they've lollygagged their way, you know, through the last game, and it was amazing how many opportunities that the Celtics had for easy baskets because several—and I'm talking plural—several Hawks was just they were just jogging back at the defensive end of the floor. 
the one thing that kind of makes me pause a little bit here is because the Hawks did have a nice, more than a nice playoff run a couple years ago when they made the conference finals, and they were really good at home. Uh, and that place was pretty crazy at home. I don't know if, uh, if it's going to be as crazy tonight or whether they just kind of realize that they're outmatched here. And I don't think there's any doubt, at least in my mind, that the Celtics have more good players on their team than any team in the league has on any team. Uh, you Speaking of one of the players on the Hawks that I really like here, DeJounte Murray, he's averaging 26.5 yeah. points, seven rebounds, and six assists per game in this series. Uh, I guess the big question here is, will being at home – change some of that effort and energy toward the Hawks or do the Celtics come in here and say to themselves we have a legitimate opportunity to wrap this thing up get ourselves rested and ready to go for round two well I think that's really an excellent point as far as you know take care of business basically because it looks like the Sixers unless Embiid is suspended for the next game which should happen and could happen uh, but it looks like the Sixers are going to sweep their series, and they're the second-round opponents against each other. Uh, so that game will be tonight at 4 o'clock. Moving into the Cavs and the Knicks, the Cavs plus 1.5, the Knicks minus 1.5. Game gets started at 5.30 today. Series all tied up, 1-1, headed to Madison Square Garden. Karis Levert, though, he got more playing time in Game 2 for the Cavs, and he rewarded the team for that with the decision with 24 points. And the Cavs also changed things up a little bit, too, trying to trap Jalen Brunson a little bit more, and uh, it changed the offensive flow for the Knicks. In fact, the Knicks had just 18 and 16 assists in Games 1 and 2, which is down considerably from their ball movement in the regular season. Yeah, I don't think it was as much changing the strategy as just the fact that the Cavs showed it up, showed up. They weren't going to lose two consecutive home games. They're one of the best home teams in the league during the regular season. And uh, needless to say, the fact that Garland was much more involved and he had 26 points in the first half of Game 2 on 10 field goal attempts, you know, to me that was the big difference in Game 2. Plus, they got the bigs involved. Yeah, Mobley was much more involved in Game Two. Yeah, I thought that nearly the guards, you know, especially uh, Mitchell. You know, he had 30 field goal attempts in the first game, and he's a tremendous player. And there are few people that like him more than I do. But I thought that it was way too much Mitchell and not enough everybody else in the first game of that series. I have no idea what's going to happen tonight. Other than the fact that MSG is going to be nuts and crazy, that'll be a, you know, quite an environment, and uh, that'd be a fun environment to be in. I've never actually been to a Knicks home game before. The only time I've ever been in uh, MSG before were for Springsteen concerts over the years. Uh, but uh, that that's going to be a, a wild scene tonight in New York City. I'm very much looking forward to that. Is that game tonight? It and is tonight, they play that 5.30 game. p.m. Okay. <laughs> I'm so confused at who's playing when anymore. Um, other than the Suns play at 12.30 tomorrow. I know that, that that's going to happen. That, that, that I knew that for sure. And then the Lakers play tomorrow night, which is why the Suns are playing at 12.30 tomorrow. Uh, so I know what I'm setting myself up for for asking this question here, but how big does Julius <laughs> Randle have to be tonight for the Knicks? Yeah, he's, I think, the wild card in the NBA, possibly. Um, you know, oftentimes he's really good. And this has been going on. Yeah, you know, he won the most improved player of the year award during uh, the, two years ago, right? And uh, 
it, it, before then, I think it was pretty much of a disappointment. Uh, certainly, it was with the Lakers, and that could be the Lakers' fault, quite frankly. But he's he's been at his best. He is by far a better player than I ever imagined he would be when he was at Kentucky. When I thought he was like just a bully and really incredibly overrated. Didn't think he was. Yeah, I thought he was drafted way too highly. And you know, like I said, you know, the Lakers, you know, they they made a lot of dumb decisions back in those days and didn't get the most out of the guys they had. So that could have been the case with him. But still, there are games, and then you got the Randall injury factor now too. He's obviously not a hundred percent after he missed uh, some games in the regular season. But he's a wildly inconsistent player anyway. And I mentioned the Hawks had that you know great playoff run a couple years ago. They, you know, they beat the Knicks in the first round. And that was because Randall was as bad as you could possibly be during a playoff series, uh, during that particular series. And, you know, I've got some uh, buyer's remorse here because I had, uh, you know, money on the Knicks to win that series. And I remember, uh, you know, I was in with a buddy on, uh, on, a, on this bet. And I remember, like, at halftime of the first game, I just, you know, either texted him or called him and said, mm-hmm. We're on the wrong side here, and we've got, you know, we got this is the first of a seven game series, <laughs> which, which turned out to be like a five game series because Randall was so bad. Uh, that game gets started, the Cavs and the Knicks, today at 5 30 p.m. And the last game on the slate for today is the Nuggets and the Timberwolves. Nuggets minus two, Timberwolves plus two, gets started 6 30 p.m. So naturally, this of course happens after I said, oh, Anthony Edwards, he's been so inconsistent. What does he do? <laughs> he goes off for like 40 points and he has this insane third quarter, uh, putting the Timberwolves back in the contest with the Nuggets. But you could also maybe look at this a little bit differently here as well for for the Nuggets that they played incredible dominant basketball for seven other quarters minus that one quarter where Anthony Edwards went off so I think overall I'm focusing more on that part of the Nuggets performance and I think that they're able to take care of business well you should take you know you shouldn't beat yourself up on this because you know they've dominated the series and yeah Edwards did nothing until they were down like a hundred uh, in game two, in fact, I quit watching game two because they were up by 100. Now I didn't even see the Edwards thing. You know, I know the numbers, but I didn't see it. Ex- you know, the exact the ex- exact. I saw highlights of it after it was over, but I didn't exactly see it live because I just said I don't need to watch any more of this. Uh, so uh, there, that's another wild place. It's kind of like the Atlanta part. You know, they've had some playoff success at home, uh, including last year. Uh, so I'm sure it's going to be crazy in Minnesota tonight. Uh, and, uh, if they get, I was, if, if, if the Nuggets could get off to a good, good start in that game and kind of, you know, establish, uh, itself and themselves, like they have the first two games, then I would assume that they would take care of business. And if they win tonight, this is going to be a four game series. Uh, quick question here on the Nuggets side of things. You had Jamal Murray with his 40 point performance, but just, getting his ability to maybe take some of the pressure off of Jokic. If Jokic just keeps doing what he normally does, but stays not needing to also score 40 plus points, that has to bode well for the Nuggets and as well as some contributions as well from, you know, Michael Porter Jr. That's who I was going to just say. Uh, I think he's actually the important, most important dude here. Cause I kind of think, you know, what you're going to get out of Jokic and Murray. Uh, yeah. Porter, uh, is a tremendously talented player 
He's also a tremendously bad defensive player for somebody that has that much of a skill level at the offensive end. He should be better defensively. He is atrocious defensively. Uh, so you know, that's another thing that I'm, you know, teams just target him at the defensive end of the floor, and that's been going on since his. You know, he only played a few games in college because of the back injury, which he still has some issues with. Uh, but you know that's. Uh, but you know when Porter's on, I mean they're really tough. And also you know Gor- you know Gordon Aaron Gordon who played obviously at the U of A, he's been tremendous. He's a really good fit for this team. And uh, you know when Porter's on, that gives them four really good players and something to think about. Uh, you know moving ahead, uh, you know I'm assuming the Suns advance and the in the and uh, the Nuggets advance. You know, the Suns are going to have a really interesting and difficult time. If they can't guard the shorthanded Clippers, how the hell are they going to guard the Nuggets? Uh, Speaking of the Timberwolves, though, here, how disappointing has this Carl Anthony Towns performance been in games one and two? It's been foul trouble. We even saw some really silly fouls in the the play-in contest as well, just not thinking with some of those fouls. And then just 21 points in combining games one and two. He should be better than this, but I don't. I'm a little leery to really completely get on his case because what he missed four or five months uh, because of the injury. That, that calf thing just you know, he had all kind. Of, he tried to come back too soon more than once and had multiple setbacks and literally missed four or five months. Uh, so I think it's kind of difficult to really totally ride him and get on his case. I think it's easier to get on Edwards for just being inconsistent, but that's been kind of, uh, unfortunately, the you know, kind of the, the moniker of his career, in my opinion. We'll get into some of the games for Saturday on the other side of the break. We'll also p- touch on a few things happening around the NFL. And if you'd like to join the program, call now, 602-260-1060. Happy to hear from you, and we'll talk to you on the other side of the break. Once again, the number, 602-260-1060. It is the Extra Point. He is Bob Kemp. I am Kayla Mortolaro with you. Up until noon today, as we typically do, Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Fridays. Uh, in addition to that, you can always tune in to us, kdos1060.com, and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Here in the month of April, Superbook Sports putting up a $100 gift certificate. Download the KDOS 1060 app, register, and follow along with the instructions to become eligible for the $100 gift certificate entries. Uh, your call is next, 602 260 1060. Your morning drive just got a little better. The Dan Patrick Show is live weekday morning starting at 6 exclusively on KDUS AM 1060. AM 1060 online at kdos1060.com and with the kdos 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. We know some of the contests that are also part of the NBA playoffs on Saturday. Let's dive into them just a little bit. 76ers and the Nets. 76ers minus five and a half. Nets plus five and a half. This is a 10 a.m. start on Saturday. Um, Let's just end this battle. Let's just end it uh, because these two teams clearly are done playing each other and we don't need uh, unnecessary injuries, unnecessary prolonging of all of this. Let's just get it over with. And it's a waste of time. 
quite frankly, because, you know, they've played many games this season and the Sixers have won them all. The only thing that could alter this, and it certainly would alter the point spread, is if Embiid is suspended for this game, which he should be. He should have been ejected from the last game. And, uh, you know, if they suspended Draymond uh, for his actions, uh, they should suspend Embiid for this game. Uh, then you move into the Suns and the Clippers. At least it was this morning. The Suns minus five, Clippers plus five, 12.30 p.m. start here. So we're waiting the news on Kawhi Leonard. But I feel like you can tell me if I'm on the right path here that the the books are kind of hedging whether or not Kawhi is yeah. going to play <laughs> because it was, yeah. what, two and a half when they thought Kawhi was going to play. Then it right. ballooned up to seven, seven and a half. And then obviously it kept getting bet up to about eight, I think is what it closed at so this seems like a yep. let's try to hedge what we think is going to happen they're pissed off there's many there are bookmakers that got middled this game last night you know as you mentioned in two and a half or three before uh, Ty Lou said basically yesterday morning that Leonard wasn't going to play and that game as you mentioned also went as high as eight in uh, many locations and uh that's quite a little middle there. I have a friend who got the middle in Las Vegas and is very happy today. Uh, I'm sure I know a few bookmakers in Vegas or used to go to sports books in Las Vegas that got middled in the game. Uh, I'm sure they're not as happy. Uh, but, yeah, I think they're, they're hedging is a, a per- perfect term. They, they're you know, still pissed off about last yesterday's circumstances, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, they, they don't know what the hell to do at this point. So... If you see a quick line change, uh, if you don't see the news first, uh, you can probably uh, the market's going to dictate uh, you know what uh, you know, what what Leonard's status is if it's not announced before the market reacts. Uh, so that game, we'll answer the question in the next segment in terms of what we think is going to happen on Saturday as part of our poll question. So we'll move into the next contest on Saturday, which is the Bucks and the Heat. Bucks minus five and a half, the Heat plus five and a half, 4.30 p.m. game on Saturday. Even without Giannis top to bottom, the Bucks are the better team than the Heat because I just don't know how the Heat can overcome, consistently at least, heroes 20-plus points. That's true, even though I don't think he's that good. I mean, I know he contributes a lot, but there have been few players that are worse defensively that have ever played, and I mean ever, whether it's in Los Angeles or New York or in Miami. He might be the worst defensive player Pat Riley's ever employed. Uh, So, you know, that's – there is some kind of trade-off there because you know, you have to score a whole lot of points to make up for his horrendous defense. But uh, and also, you know, I mentioned this with uh, Steve Ashburner from NBA.com in the, the during the sports zone. Yeah, you know, they showed Riley in the stands, and yeah, he's not the happiest guy in the world anyway. And but he looked like he was just you know you could see the steam coming out of his ears. He was so pissed off watching them try to you know they they, they weren't even trying to play defense in this game uh, uh, against Milwaukee in game two. I mean, it was like, a, you know, they would they give up like 70-something points in the first half? Yes. My God. <laughs> you know, that, that was just, a, you know, talk, the, the definition of just a layup line. I mean, it was horrendously bad. Uh, so then you have the Grizzlies and the Lakers. Grizzlies plus four and a half, Lakers minus four and a half game at seven o'clock. Uh, so 
interestingly enough, the Grizzlies are actually above 500 when Jaw does not play, but obviously they had uh, a lot of energy, they had a lot of effort, and now they have this whole poking the bear thing from uh, Dylan Brooks to LeBron James. I can't imagine, though, that they that the Lakers could play much worse than they did in that game, too, in terms of making shots, energy, effort, and, like, Anthony Davis was just completely MIA. Correct. Uh, 100%. I think you can put almost all this on him. I will say one thing, though. It is amazing how good the Grizzlies are when Tyus Jones is a starting point guard. I mean, I'm not declaring that they're a better team then with John Morant, but what are they like 33 and 16 now the last two years when you know, Jones is a starting point guard? And he's a really good player. Um, you can imagine if the Suns had him as a point guard. Uh, maybe he might be better than the current Suns starting point guard. And I don't think Chris Paul's washed, but uh, Jones is really good. He almost never turns the ball over. He's you know, more than capable at the defensive end of the floor. He can make some shots. Uh, so, you know, that's why they, they paid him a lot of money to stay. Uh, they re-signed him this last offseason when they already had Morant. Uh, so, I don't know if they realized that Morant is just a bad citizen is going to miss some time. They probably did think that to some extent. They're never going to publicly tell you that. But uh, Jones is really good. And you brought up the really interesting thing. How's LeBron going to respond to this? You know, they... He's he, he's settled for threes and not shot many free throws. Uh, is he going to just you know take it to the basket and you know decide I'm going to show this Brooks guy he's just should shut up and don't mess with me, or is LeBron good enough to do that anymore at this stage of his career? I do find it fascinating, I guess, that he's choosing when LeBron's 38 years old to trash talk him. that's true (laughs) that's a really good point (laughs) where were you when he was in his prime uh but any uh, this is the guy that trash tacked mike shashevsky though when he was in college so what the hell Okay, fair enough. Um, So when it comes, though, to Jaw, obviously we'll have to figure out what's going to happen if he's going to be available to play. But I'm just asking about his game. We obviously know how good he is exploding to the rim. But does he need to kind of develop a little mid-range game to potentially save his career in terms of not having all of these injuries pile up just because he plays sometimes yeah. so aggressively and and maybe wildly could even be the term I'll, I'll use the term reckless um i think that that's uh, even before he got hurt last week i think you, know, you kind of wondered how long can he survive with this approach and another guy who just you know, he's such a good athlete how is he such a bad defender I mean, he doesn't put any effort in that into the floor. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why they a lot of their numbers are so much better with Jones at point guard as opposed to Morant. So that is a four-and-a-half-point game as it is right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Switching here briefly to the NFL, uh, the NFL has indefinitely suspended three players and two other players, six games each, for violating the gambling policy. Um, 
this, I guess this is something that we're going to have to continue to monitor. We had Calvin Ridley suspended for a year. You have uh, several Lions players being suspended here. Uh, supposedly, when it comes to Jamison Williams, he did not... Uh, bet on anything NFL related, but it was where they they were located, that you can't place bets on the premises. And so that uh, was in violation of the policy. But this is just kind of something that's going to have to be monitored because obviously the leagues are taking the betting money from all of these different companies. So you're in bed with them. You want to promote gambling, but you also are trying to ride this fine line that you don't want your players to be involved in it too for the integrity of the game. Yeah, you're way ahead of me on this. You know, I just saw the headline, and you know, we've got a lot going on here. We had a quick turnaround with the Suns and the Diamondbacks from last night. Did he bet on college games? Is that what that meant? Is that what that means? That's I what I that in- interpreted it as. So I'm just guessing that's what it has to be. So, but uh, yeah, I don't think I don't know if there's a thing in the contract of you know, NFL players that they shouldn't be betting on any football games. Um, if it's not in the contract, it should be in the contract. I know in baseball forever, and I mean, you know, I've been going to baseball clubhouses for a long time. Uh, you know, you see all the time, you know, long before sports wagering was, you know, legal in many states that, you know, something, I forgot exactly what the phrasing was, but, you know, no gambling or, you know, players not allowed to gain something. There was some sign up all the time in every clubhouse or outside a clubhouse. So, you know, they, they, uh, they've been legislating that. I don't know if legislating is the right word, but they've been at least acknowledging uh, that possibility literally for years. Uh, maybe seems like the NFL or college football or, you know, the players involved leaving from college football or the NFL, maybe they don't quite have the same grasp as far as that goes. I don't know. I'm just talking out loud here and uh, kind of off the top of my head, but I just think it's kind of strange. Well, it's certainly going to be an interesting um, situation that it's not going away. So they're going to have to figure out how to get the education process uh, uh, down and the public perception down as well. Uh, I just also find it funny that this comes one day or two days after the NFL announced that they're putting together this coalition uh, that's going to work with their sports betting partners to try to make sure that the ads that go out are not targeting children and, and this whole coalition that they're putting together and then two days later or a day later we have this announcement in terms of uh three players being suspended indefinitely and two more for for six games what what a waste of time that is to try to you know don't have your you know, don't let your kids get involved give me a break i mean you know i was in i was like in a you know i was in elementary school long before gambling was popular we didn't do point spreads but i was in an elementary school pool I'm like 12 years old. I probably was running the damn thing for all I remember. But we were in, we had one at Indian Springs Elementary School in Columbus, Ohio, where we picked NFL games every week, every game. And that was in 1969, 68, 69, something like that. So, Mike, you know, the fact that, you know, they think they're going to, well, we're going to get a, we're going to get a grasp on the young people in the world. They're not going to gamble. Yeah, give me a break. 
One more NFL thing. This is also fascinating. So the Eagles are hiring Matt Patricia as a senior defensive assistant. So whatever, you can say what you want about Matt Patricia and him not being under the guise of uh, New England and Bill Belichick and also not being on the offensive side of the ball. But Darius Slay, he plays for the Eagles. And Darius Slay and Matt Patricia had some bad blood when Matt Patricia was the head coach with the Lions. I forgot about that. Yeah. The other thing is I think the Patricia got, you know, slammed you know, incorrectly last year because people aren't uh, apparently afraid to criticize Belichick because apparently he can do no wrong. Belichick was in charge of that whole circus last year in New England, and that was his fault. Uh, he should know better. Uh, they should have, you know, we talked about this like last summer, uh, you know, long before it happened, last spring actually, before I did the uh, – you know, the medical leave thing. I mean, whenever it was announced that, you know, he was going to be in a possibility as an offensive coordinator, what the hell is he thinking? But it's Bill Belichick, so people seem to, you know, shy away from criticizing him, and it's easier to punch Mac, Matt Patricia around than it is Belichick. I do find it interesting that it does seem like Joe judge has been spared from a lot of the criticism and Matt Patricia took more of it I don't know if it's because technically the game day play caller was Matt Patricia but I thought it was like a a collaborative effort and clearly there was an offensive regression all around true but also you know Patricia was much more outspoken when and it's such a it was a jerk when he was a head coach in Detroit as opposed to judge when he was in New York fair point Poll questions are coming up on the other side of the break. It is the Extra Point here on KDOS AM 1060. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. This is just uh, something I like to call breakfast. With big-name guests, timely sports information, and more on KDOS AM 1060. KDOS AM 1060. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you up until noon today as we typically do. Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Let's get into the poll questions here, and we'll start with the KDOS1060.com poll question involving the Phoenix Suns and their battle with the Clippers. Should the Suns win on Saturday afternoon, even if Kawhi Leonard returns? Yes, I think they should. And in fact, uh, I think that this series should be over in five. Even if Leonard comes back, Suns are just a better team. Um, you know, they, uh, you know, needless to say, the Paul George thing meant a big deal. But with Leonard out, they got no chance of stopping the Suns. And Booker did whatever he wanted, even when Leonard was playing. But uh, it's more difficult for him otherwise. But the, the Suns, are just, they're just an, a superior team here. I'm really concerned, however, for the Suns if they play – a full-strength Nuggets in the next round because they've got multiple scorers and so forth, and the Suns don't have multiple defenders. Uh, but I'm going to wait until uh, that possible series occurs. But, yeah, I think the Suns should uh, take care of business, and uh, this should be a five-game series. Uh, I, yes, they should win because you're right. They are the better team, but yet somehow there's still these struggles, and there's still – 
these slow starts and they're still uh, allowing the Clippers to hang around and, uh, you know, Norman Powell going for 40 points, Russell Westbrook being the, the player that he's been so far in this series. So I think that they have to get off to a much better start and, and you have to have to hope that the quick turnaround is not also physically taxing but mentally taxing on them because Booker's been so far uh, so good with what he's been able to do in games two and three. And I'm sure Kevin Durant waiting for his opportunities. I know how the defense is currently playing for for the Clippers is allowing Booker to, to get the opportunities that he's getting. Uh, so just kind of curious to see how the Suns will, will move forward into this. But on paper, they should win this game. Yeah, the only reason the Suns don't take care of business here is, let's face it, they're a bad defensive team, which I think we kind of realized after they traded you know, Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. They were actually pretty damn good defensively before that trade, but you know, Durant's a really good defender, and you know, Biombo is a good defender, and I think that Devin Booker is an above-average defender, not as good as he's been kind of portrayed here in the last three or four games, but he's moved to above-average. But other than that, they don't really have anybody that defends, and uh, it's uh, you know that that would be the only way I could imagine that the Clippers have a chance to win a game in this series from here on out. The masses are on the yes side of things at 56% of the vote. No trailing at 44%. KDOS1060.com. And by the way, the game gets started 1230 p.m. on Saturday. On Twitter, at KDOSAM1060, do the Diamondbacks bounce back and win tonight with Zach Gallen on the mound? Uh, certainly, Gallen has been wonderful here in the month of April and uh, he has the talent to be able to neutralize the hitters for the Padres so I guess the question here is will the bats continue to give some run support for the Diamondbacks and therefore can they have a big enough lead that they can hold the lead once Gallen ends up leaving the game I'm gonna say yes Okay, well, I think they better win tonight because I'm not liking their chances, particularly on Saturday. I know Musgrove is making his first start of the season, but we'll see what happens with that. When he's pitching, especially in the first half of seasons, uh, Musgrove has a really good history. Not so good after the All-Star break, but yeah, we're way before the All-Star break. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But yeah, Gallon. Uh, yeah, between the end of last year, not really just the end of last year, but really the second half of last season, and uh, the start of this season, with the exception of one really not good inning at all in Los Angeles uh, early in the year, he's been uh, you know, nearly as good, if not as good, as he was a year ago. And yeah, you know, they need him. They're 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 starting rotation right now. Let's face it. After that, it's kind of a crapshoot uh, at best. And obviously, even after the uh, Bumgarner departure, but somebody still has to fill that role. And almost anybody uh, would be better than Bumgarner in that, you know, in that particular spot in the rotation. But, you know, the Diamondbacks, this is really an important game for them tonight, in my opinion. If they don't win this game tonight against the Padres, I think there's a chance they could get swept in this four-game series at home. The masses are on the yes side of things at 73.3% of the vote. No trailing at 26.7% on Twitter at KDUS AM 1060. Our friends at Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits located 2390 North Almost School Road in Chandler. The weekend specials certified Angus beef choice strip steaks at $4.99 a pound off. 
prime pork butts at $2.99 a pound and oven-ready chicken parmesan at $7.99 a pound. $100 gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits could be yours if you're caller 3. 602-260-1060 is the number. 602-260-1060, caller number 3. On the other side of the break, Bob and I wrap up this Friday, April 21st edition of Extra Point. As always, follow along with us online at kdos1060.com or with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. 602-260-1060, caller 3 is the number for the $100 gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. One more segment to go, happening next. Catch the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays from 1 to 3 p.m. right here on KDUS AM 1060 and online at KDUS1060.com. Online at kdos1060.com and with the kdos 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. But Bob, it's thank you time. As always, we thank you for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, tweeters, texters, whomever and whatever else through the cracks. Also, lots of NBA playoff discussion. We did go through every series with Steve Ashburner from NBA.com. We started with the Suns and the Clippers. And kind of uh, winded our way quickly through a couple of the uh, Eastern Conference series that look like they might be sweeps. But uh, good stuff, as always, from Steve. Sound of the day, courtesy of Bally Sports Arizona. Uh, also, uh, TNT and uh, WCBS in uh, in uh, New York City for the Mets call with uh, Max Scherzer with the illegal legal substance on his glove and on his hand on uh, Wednesday, and he's since been suspended for 10 games. Also, special thanks, as always, to Kayla, Corey, and Aaron. And uh, Kayla goes, Kayla's going to tell us what's coming up next. Coming up next from noon to 1 o'clock, it is Sports Map Radio Network, followed by the Doug Gottlieb Show from 1 to 3, the Rich Eisen Show from 3 to 5, the Sports Zoo with Dave Rooster-Beerstein from 5 to 6, making way for ASU baseball, starting a three-game series against Oregon. Oregon State from Phoenix Muni. Pre-game is set for 6:15. First pitch at 6:30. You can hear Tim Healy on the call. KDOS AM 1060, KDOS1060.com, and with the KDOS 1060 app. Uh, Bob, I forgot to ask you when we were talking about Major League Baseball earlier and the Max Scherzer 10-game suspension. Are you in agreement with that? Well, as a rule, I mean, they, they, I'm a little confused how they're enforcing the rule because uh, Domingo Herman had a similar, seemingly similar situation uh, on Saturday uh, with the Yankees, and they allowed him to continue to pitch. So I have no idea. I know there was a Phil Cuzzy thing. He's a, yeah, he was a guy that cracked down on the sticky substance thing more than anybody as a home plate umpire. A couple years ago, when all that was going on, uh, before they started to enforce more, but uh, so I'm not sure. 
Um, it'd be interesting. I know he's appealed this, and I don't know if he's even really appealable. Is there such a word as appealable? Whatever. I don't even know if you can appeal that because it's kind of the written into the deal. If you get caught, it's 10 games. But, uh, you know, the Phil Cuzzy thing behind home plate makes it a little questionable. Well, I guess that's my question. Is it kind of a subjective amount of substance? Because it wasn't uh, a substance that was illegal. It, it, he you know, he continues to say that it was just the rosin and sweat, but it's how much was on his hands. And so is that kind of like a subjective standard? I think it is. And also, if you ever watch Scherzer pitch in, cold, in uh, excuse me, warm weather, He's a sweat machine. I mean, he's like Sean Miller. <laughs> I remember Sean Miller used to sweat through his shirts and, uh, when he was at the U of A. Uh, and, uh, you know, just look at the back. of when It's going to be hot in New York City, I predict. There's going to be uh, some humid weather in New York City at some point this summer. Just check the back of his neck and you can, it just, like, shines because he's sweating so much. Interesting. Uh, we'll stick with the uh, Major League Baseball here for the Diamondbacks. They're hosting the Padres tonight. Zach Gallen gets the start 6.40 p.m. on Bally Sports Arizona. The Suns and the Clippers Saturday, game number 4, 12.30 p.m. TNT and Bally Sports Arizona will be bringing you the coverage. The Raptors, they parted ways with Nick Nurse. So does yeah. this make room for Nick Nurse to Houston? Well, is he already in in Houston now? (laughs) Seems like this is an automatic thing, right? I mean, it seems a foregone conclusion. Uh, The Zurich Classic, they have just now restarted play. Wyndham Clark, Bo Hostler out in front, 15 under par. They're four under today. Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay are in second at 14 under par. They're nine under today so far through 17. Our guys, Nikolai Hogard and Thorborn Olison, they're six under par through 12 today, and they have catapulted up to a tie for third. So come on, guys. Uh, In addition to that, uh, the the brothers, the Fitzpatrick brothers, they'll be setting, getting ready to get their rounds started here in the next 45 minutes or so. They shot 10 under par yesterday. That's currently in a tie for 14th. 80 teams, but 33 teams in ties will be making the cut for the Zurich Classic. Once again, Von Hans. I thought, I thought Wyndham Clark was a hotel chain. I guess not. Uh, Wyndham is, yes. And (laughs) I don't know that Wyndham Clark owns the hotel chain, though. Couldn't help myself there. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. Check them out this weekend. 2390 North Alma School Road in Chandler. VonHansen'sMeats.net. Lots of great specials for you, including the certified Angus Beef Choice Strip Steaks, Prime Pork Butts, and oven-ready Chicken Parmesan. Thanks for listening to The Extra Point. Have yourselves a fantastic weekend. And we'll get things started with you on Monday morning with the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp. Talk to you then.